Said the man to the sun, How I wish you could shine your light on every day in my life. Said the sun to the man, But only with the rain and the night could you recognize my light. Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom and Darren Fuchs from Thomson Gear Lawyers in Australia. Hi, Helen. How are you? Very good. Very good. How are you, Darren? I'm well. So that was a quote uh, from a book by Marie Lu. Uh, called the Midnight Star, and there'll be a note, uh, a reference to that in the podcast uh, notes, which you can get on our website at www.chinaadvisors.com. And I like that quote because it says something fundamental in the difference between Chinese and Western cognitive orientation. Isn't that great? How it does that? <laughs> I like that too, uh, Darren. Yeah, um, this um, is probably a. Uh, segue into what I wanted to follow up on our previous uh, podcast, the, the great conversation you had with Bessie Zhang. Um, my take-home learning were how she said trust building with the Chinese is a long-term process. Yes. And uh, also, you know, to do business with the Chinese, you need to become friends first. Yeah. And the other thing that really strikes me was she was saying, uh, if you really want to achieve sustainable success, you need to respect, respect the Chinese, respect the people, respect the culture. Yeah, it was. She really emphasized that quite strongly, which was great, Bessie. What, what, how would you describe what she means by respect? This is interesting. Where uh, to hear from Bessie? She's a person who worked. Uh, in China, in Australia, across cultures. And she yeah. talked about how she, in one occasion, that she has to manage the translators because some things are not translated or they made some mistakes. And she said, I have to manage, manage it really carefully so to not make the translators lose face, but yes. also make sure the critical mistakes were corrected so there is the respect perhaps at a personal level how yeah. she made sure uh even you know coming from a chinese uh to another chinese there is the face issue so that's i i see it as a personal level of respect yeah but the other one perhaps comes from a more a higher level we can call it a cultural or national level where if you could perhaps spend a bit of time uh, to learn some Chinese history, uh, we touched on this before, Darren, a couple of Chinese words, you know, even to the extent of saying hi and thank you and goodbye, um, but also to show a genuine interest uh, to the person that you're working with. So instead of treating the person simply uh, or only as a potential business partner or investor and do the things that are deemed to be the right things in the norm or the Western corporate environment, you perhaps need to go one step further. Um, as we will discuss in this podcast about how 
the worldview and the perception of yin yang of how Chinese think. Um, I hope this will bring out um, a bit more understanding because the Chinese will see everything as part of a complete whole. They don't just treat business as business. Family life as family life, friendship as friendship. They think everything forms a complete whole. I think you expressed it well, Helen. The takeaway for me was: if you just think that they want to exchange、uh, goods and services for money, that's not the complete story of the Chinese mind.、Mm-hmm. Uh, what they're looking for is a is a whole relationship with their business partners that transcends beyond、uh, an exchange of goods and services for cash. Absolutely,、um, and that comes back perhaps to. The worldview, where for the Chinese, the worldview or how they interpret and see everything, is from that yin yang angle. For me, it was saying that for the Chinese to build the level of trust with you, which they must have to be able to do business with you, they need to see that you're not just seeing them as as a, a machine or something else they can manipulate into getting goods and services or cash from. They see you as a person they can trust in the long term,、uh, not just for the good, but also for the bad, not just for the light, but also for the rain and the night. Absolutely.、Um, I recall talking to a,、um, a business、um, executive. He actually runs,、uh, still runs one of the most successful、uh, private equity fund、uh, in China. I had a, a very、um, Interesting conversation with him talking about his success in working across different cultures and working with、uh, not just the global investors but also the Chinese businesses and how to balance it all and make it a continued success because、yeah. um, it's I think it's for now well over ten years they raise funds every year. And that fund has been continually bringing in very high returns for the investors. But one of the convers- the topics that we discuss is that he knows quite a few non-Chinese investors who have done really well in China. I said,、yes. "Can you share what's their secret of success?" He said, "Well, come to think of it,、uh, every single one of them is genuinely interested and like enjoy." Living, working in China or with Chinese. Wow, that's a that's a pretty fundamental rule to learn, isn't it? So I, I guess that's a worldview, isn't it, Darren? I mean, if if they fundamentally they're showing the ultimate respect for yeah, China,、insane. Chinese culture. A lot of them live in China, they work in、yeah. China in in for the long run. They make friends. They. They make friends just for the sake of making friends, but then guess what? Business opportunities follow those friendships. Indeed, that's a good、yeah. description, and it's amazing the difference yet that I've seen between some Americans who work with the Chinese,、uh, let's say, go to China and work there for say three years. Some of them find it really easy and they love it and they adapt to it,、mm. and I think、uh, some others just find that continual change. And the fact that nothing is stable, as we'll find today and over the next few podcasts, the yin yang thinking is so different to the dialectic thinking of Westerners like the US people that they find it an absolute grind and 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 don't survive there, and business doesn't go well for them. So yeah. yeah, there is that element of if you can find a way of enjoying it, you can find a way of making it beneficial for you and for your partners. Sure. 
But that perhaps comes back to uh, Darren, what you um, have mentioned in the very beginning: how a person's cognitive orientation makes a big difference. Uh, how we behave and how we see different people and accept changes or not. Yeah, this is this is the stuff I love, Helen, <laughs> and I love to describe person's cognitive orientation. And yeah. when we get to the the cognitive orientation, what is cognitive orientation? It's it's the the way we perceive and assimilate data, how we solve problems, how we make decisions, and how we relate to others. But it's all subconscious. It's it's the uh, epidemiology of our brain. How do we take a, a brain and then turn it into a mind, what are the additives that go on to them? And that's the, our cognitive orientation. For example, a book by Dorothy Leonard and Susan Strauss called Putting Your Company's Whole Brain to Work. And I just love this quote from it. And uh, I'll use my voice, not try to imitate theirs. But cognitive <laughs> differences are often subtle. People don't naturally appreciate their significance. Managers who dislike conflict or who value only their approach fall victim to the comfortable clone syndrome, surrounding themselves with people who think alike and who share similar interests and training. But to achieve creative abrasion, you have to make different approaches rub together in productive ways. Interesting. Yeah. An example of different cognitive orientation, Helen, is the difference between, I remember George W. Bush's speech after the 9-11 attack, Uh, his original, his first speech afterwards said, Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. I think that was a a real indication of the cognitive orientation, at least of George Bush, if not for the USA as a general collective. We're in a totally different cognitive orientation would be, look, there is some good in everyone and there is some bad in everyone. This was a terrible attack. Let's find out how we can resolve it so we don't have future attacks between us. I remember seeing a a recent podcast on the Joe Rogan show uh, with Russell Brand, and it was really interesting to see them talk about how there's such a PC culture now in the US and in England that even comedians are not doing shows at universities, for example, because even though it's a comedy show, people get mortally offended and criticize them. But they were both expressing a view of, well, Instead of being you're either for us or against us, instead of being you've got to have your moral beliefs lining up with mine, otherwise I'm outraged by what you do, that you recognize the differences between parties. And this is what Joe and Russell Brand both agreed that they like to do in life, but put those things behind them and find where they've got similarities. Indeed. Perhaps this is a perfect um, time for us to uh, dwell uh, deeper into the yin-yang worldview. Which is our topic of the week or for the next few weeks. Yeah. Uh, For me personally, I must say, Darren, I'm still learning and um, realizing the depth of this worldview and how it can uh, give us a different level of understanding or a different perspective to look at things. The yin-yang worldview offers the third um, angle. So yeah. instead of the either or, uh, I call it, I often joke that um, my uh, PhD, the five year entire PhD effort, <laughs> the contribution reduces, can be reduced into one word, which is yes. and. Oh, good. <laughs> which is and. 
So, but how do you do the end? Um, this comes back to uh, perhaps the yin yang worldview. So,、uh, I will come back to how do we solve a problem without the either or or necessarily、uh, move or transcend. From the、yes. either or to the end, yes. But、yeah. at the at, at its most fundamental level,、um, we could say that the Chinese culture thinking and a lot of the business decisions are based on yin yang. Yes.、Uh, let me put in our reminder again to our podcasts that、uh, this again is another highly generalized discussion about、yeah. how Chinese think or how other people think. What we're trying to pinpoint is some key differences in how people think and behave from generally、uh, China, or you could argue some other、uh, Eastern Asian countries, because of the culture there is rather different to the Western, particularly business culture. Yin Yang. Is a philosophy or is a worldview which transcends just about any thinking in China. Yin Yang is something that that is taught、uh, from actions, deeds, and words of、uh, of parents and grandparents and everyone. So that by the by the time、uh, you leave the mother's knee, which I say, which is、uh, after the say the age of five, this sort of thinking is all already intensely ingrained in the subconscious of Chinese. Cultured people, so it transcends everything in how they deal with life. Yes, and it's also reinforced throughout all life stages for people. And when they're either being educated or working or their family life,、um, this forms the core of how people interpret the world at large, their own personal life and their professional life. So. Some of them may not be aware of the importance of this worldview consciously, but in our model, we emphasize that this is the core, the base for us to start learning or gaining some understanding. Yes. So yeah, so Yin Yang is at the core of the Baker Zhang model of Chinese business culture.、Uh, it indicates change, inclusiveness, and harmony. It also inspires a new perception to transcend right or wrong, and balance extreme opposites, moving from the either or to the end, as we were talking about. So, Helen, so far today we've covered what cognitive orientation is and how it's the complete basis to how you determine outcomes from your conscious and subconscious decisions. We've talked about different. Cognitive orientations, and we've given a little snippet in relation to Yin Yang orientation for the Chinese mind. Can I suggest we leave it there today? Next week, we'll really dive into Yin Yang and explain what that cognitive orientation is, and then in future podcasts, we'll go through and develop how it practically works in the business model. How does that sound, Helen? We've covered quite a lot today, so、yes. uh, thank you again, Podcats, for joining us on this stimulating conversation, and look forward to seeing you or hearing from you for the next one. Thanks for today. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye, Helen. And, and thank you, Podcats. See you next time. 再见，再见。Bye bye. Bye bye.